the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Like, after you have come to terms with the fact that you are awake for the day, what's the first thing you do? Maybe you grab a drink of water. Maybe you think about all the things that you have to do for that day. Maybe you think about what you're going to have for breakfast and think about taking that first drink of that sweet, sweet coffee. Maybe you check your phone to see what happened in the world around you as you slept. How we start our day can really orient our entire day. You know, if you wake up to find out that you slept through an alarm, your day is probably going to be stressed. Or if you wake up to a child screaming at 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning, which may or may not have happened to me today, it's going to start your day out a certain way. I had to hit the reset button. But on the flip side, if you wake up naturally and just, you know, feeling well-rested, or you wake up to breakfast in bed, you know, those things are going to set your day off on the right foot. Well, on page 30 of Luther's small catechism, he says that when you wake up, you should make the sign of the cross and say in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now, this is similar to what we do to start most of our worship services, remembering our baptism. This is something that I actually started about a year and a half ago uh, when I woke up. And when I started, to be honest, it felt weird to do, just being completely honest. But the days that I slow down and actually think about what it is that I'm remembering has an impact on my day. Helps me to remember how loved I am. And it also helps me to remember I'm baptized. I should act like it. Our baptism, though, it was long ago for most of us, still has, it still has effects on us today. Today, as we are going through the uh, catechism challenge, we are going to be talking about baptism, specifically remembering our baptism, what that means, and why we do it. Now, as we start, I just got to say, I'm really excited to get to, to talk about this subject uh, this is an incredibly important topic, and we really can't talk about it too much. I mean, you probably don't hear, uh, you probably don't go more than a few weeks at a time without hearing one of us pastors talk about baptism. That's for good reason. So let's talk about baptism. I want to start off by talking about why it is that we baptize. Now, this might be obvious, but I just want to start at the most basic level. Uh, there are really two main reasons why we baptize, and it's outlined in the Catechism. But the first is because Jesus commanded it. Matthew 28, Jesus says, uh, in the Great Commission, Jesus says, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all I have commanded you. Now, in the original, uh, in, the, in that sentence, the way the original Greek lays it out, uh, the part about making disciples is an imperative. It's a command. Jesus is telling his disciples to make disciples. How do we do that? Well, by baptizing and teaching. In his process of bringing sinners into his kingdom, God has set baptism as an important part of that. So we baptize because Jesus commanded us to. Now, the second reason we baptize is our need. We're sinners. Not only are we sinners now, but from the very beginning. 
Like even from the moment of conception. So before we even had a, had a chance to commit a sin, we, we were out of the gate sinful. We did not have a chance. We were conceived and born into sin. Paul tells us in Romans that the wages of sin is death. So our need is present from the moment of conception. And there are plenty of other passages that speak about baptism. One of them from Acts that we read earlier, that baptism is the forgiveness of sins. and is the gift, gives the gift of the Holy Spirit. Later in Acts, when Paul is converted, Ananias tells him that baptism washes away sins. In Romans, Paul tells us that in baptism, we are united with Christ. So just as Christ was buried and raised to new life, so too are we buried and raised to new life. Now, there are plenty of other passages that talk about baptism, but these are just a few of the key verses. In baptism, you were made God's own child. Your sins were forgiven. You were given the righteousness that Christ won for you through his death and resurrection. You received the Holy Spirit, and you were given the promise of eternal life. So we baptize, whether an adult or a baby, First off, because Jesus commanded it. Second of all, because as sinners, we need the benefits that baptism brings. Now, as we move forward, it's still kind of part of this, uh, under the umbrella, if so to speak, of our need for baptism. It's important that we remember our baptism and reflect on it. Because uh, baptism, it happened one time. And for most of us, again, it happened a long time ago. And so we don't remember anything because most Lutherans are baptized as babies. But that one-time event has massive implications for our everyday lives. While you were only baptized once, it's not just a, a one-and-done kind of thing. It's an identity and so I really want to go through and I want to appeal to you why it's important to remember your baptism. First off, even though we're baptized, that doesn't mean the devil is going to leave us alone. It would be nice, though. In fact, the devil's going to work harder because you are baptized. He's going to try to make you doubt your identity, doubt uh, the, the identity that God has given you. He's going to try to make you think that your sins are too great to be forgiven. He's going to do his best to bring you to the point of despair. But having been baptized, you can, you can throw back at Satan. Say, Satan, I am baptized. Your efforts are no good. What God says of me is what's important, not what you say of me. And going off of that, for the times of doubt, where you doubt God's grace towards you or, or your identity in him, it's important to remember that your baptism is where God made a promise to you. And this is why in the sacraments, both baptism as well as the Lord's Supper, that there's a visible element, right? When you start to doubt God's promises to you, there is a physical reminder. I like to think about it this way. I'm in a committed relationship with my wife, but how do I know? How do I know that she's not just going to decide to up and leave? 
You know, after all, the, the vows that she made, that was almost eight years ago. So how do I know that she's not going to leave? You know, there could be certain circumstances in my life that might make me doubt her promises to me. Well, this ring is a physical token of the promises that she made to me. This ring is a physical token of the promises that she would love me and be faithful to me until death separated us. It's the same thing with the sacraments. A physical token of the promises that God has made us. Now, I, I know that, I'm, I'm assuming none of us have the actual water that we were baptized with, but we can be reminded of the promises that God has made in different ways. Luther talks about this. When you wash your hands, when you bathe, when you drink water, when you see someone else be baptized, when you see water, I mean, any of these things can remind you of the promises that God made to you through the waters of baptism. God has connected his promise to physical, tangible elements for our good, to be a reminder to us when we start to doubt. Let's move to uh, this next reason why we remember our baptism. I went to college with someone who uh, had some kind of baptismal tattoo on his arm, and it was powerful to hear what he had to say about it. It was something to the effect of, when I'm old and gray, I might lose my mind. I might forget things. I might even forget my own family. But when I look down and I see that image, it'll hopefully remind me of my baptismal identity in Christ. A failing mind can make you forget a lot of things, even family, and that's one of the saddest things when that happens. But the promises that God made to you in your baptism still apply even if you don't remember them, they still apply to you. God has made you his child. He has declared you innocent. He has washed away your sins. Losing your mind doesn't change the fact that you are still God's child and that he has claimed you through baptism. And that's the second reason why we remember our baptism. One of the comforts that we can find in remembering our baptism is knowing that baptism is not about what we are doing. It's not about our abilities or our memory or our might. It's what God has done for us. Baptism is God's work, not ours. God has forgiven our sins. God has made us his child and washed us clean. God made you his own through his might, his work, and his word. Your baptism your faith, they're gifts to you. And when God speaks, things happen, right? In the beginning when there was nothing, God speaks and there was. When Jesus was out on the stormy sea, Jesus spoke and it was still. When Jesus spoke to someone who is in need of healing, they were healed. So when Jesus speaks the words that you are his and that your sins are forgiven, it is so. The third reason, which kind of ties into the previous one, is the comfort that baptism brings both 
to ourself and to others. In October, I took uh, our confirmands to worship uh, at Hope Christian Church down the street. And afterwards, we had a chance to talk to the pastor there, and the topic of baptism came up. And this pastor talked about how they see baptism as an act of obedience. How when someone has faith in Jesus and they are ready to follow Jesus, then they are baptized. And so as a result, you're really not going to see someone baptized much younger than the age of, of anywhere from seven to nine. It's very earliest. Afterwards, had some good conversation with our confirmands about the differences of what we believe. Uh, and, and that same day, my wife Anna found out that one of her friends eight-year-old son had passed away. And I remember how striking it was that on this day that we talked so much about baptism, that my wife's friend's eight-year-old son had passed away. I don't know if I've ever been more thankful for my children's baptism, or mine for that matter. We can find confidence in the promises of God the promises that God made to us in baptism. We can find more confidence in those promises than we can find confidence in our lungs giving us our next breath. We can find confidence both in our baptism, but also in the baptism of others, knowing that God has spoken his words of promises to them. He is in the business of keeping his promises. And, and so even if God forbid a child dies. Through baptism, we can be 100% certain of their eternal life, knowing that God has spoken his words of promise to them. Now, as we go to uh, the last reason why we remember our baptism, I want to tie it into where we started. Remembering your baptism reminds you, hey, I'm baptized. I am a new creation in Christ. I've been called to live a certain way, not like my old sinful self. So not only does remembering our baptism remind us of the, the comfort and the assurance of the promises God has made us, but it also challenges us to live like we're baptized. Since we are a new creation in Christ, how can we not strive to live like it? How can we not strive to follow God's commands and follow God's will for our lives. And look, this all applies whether or not you make the sign of the cross on yourself in the morning. There's more ways to remember your baptism, but in general, it's so important that we remember our baptism. In addition to the, the ways I mentioned with water, there are plenty of other ways. One of the ways is to celebrate your baptismal birthday. In the Greminger household, we make a big deal of our baptismal birthdays. We kind of treat it like we do a regular birthday. We get cake. We get candles. We light baptismal candles. We show our kids pictures and videos of their baptism. We talk about what it means. We make it a big deal because it is a big deal. We sing happy baptismal birthday to you. You know, we, we make it a big deal because it is a big deal. 
Now, for some of you, you probably know where all your stuff is or your kid's stuff, right? The banner, the candle, pictures, certificate, everything. You probably know the date that it was, who was there. You may know the weather outside on that day. I mean, you've got everything under, uh, you know where everything is. For some of you, you may have to do a bit of digging to find out when that is. But whether you celebrate your baptismal birthday, whether or not you make the sign of the cross on yourself, remember your baptism. Your baptism is the most precious gift you could ever receive. My prayer is that you would cherish and treasure this, this gift like the gift that it is. May, you, uh, may your baptism be something that you always remember. Amen. Lord God, we thank you for the amazing gift that our baptism is. Lord, we thank you for the promises that you have made to us that are as valid as uh, today as they were on the day that you made them. Help us to continually find our identity in those promises, in, in the new identity that you have given us. Help us to live with the comfort of those promises and help us to live like we've been changed, like we are a new creation. We ask this in Jesus' name.